0: a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. So he said to them, cast the net over the right side of the boat and you will find something. So they cast it and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from shore only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them and in like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. come have breakfast, a strange invitation from Jesus during this evening holy hour, but one which I find quite fitting. As deacons in the seminary this past school year, our mornings tended to be quite open, which naturally lent itself to an extended breakfast period in the morning. My classmate, Deacon Joshua, would often grab me on mornings as I would be leaving the dining room and encourage me to come stay and have breakfast with him and a few other friends, instead of just grabbing a coffee and leaving. Deacon Joshua, whether he knew it then or not, was demonstrating one of the finest vocation initiatives ever used by our Lord, come have breakfast. Any deep encounter with the Lord is bound to include a meal. We see throughout the gospels how the Christ calls people together around food. Dining with tax collectors, eating with sinners, the Lord Jesus Christ is one who dines, not one who merely grabs food and goes as in some first-century version of a McDonald's. Rather, the Lord takes his time with his food, takes his time with a meal, because he takes his time with each of us. A good meal is, of course, one which not only tastes good and simply satiates our hunger— but one in which people are able to truly dine, one in which people are personally invited, called by name in advance, and asked to come and have a seat with the master at his table. It is a meal where one allows oneself to be served by others, where the choicest wines and meats are prepared with love for the feast. A good meal is one which lasts well into the night, full of conversation, Eating, drinking, spending of time, and sharing of stories, a good meal, a real dining experience, is one which is reflected upon with love, with the fondest of memories, with the twinkle in one's eye of the time well spent with friends. Jesus spent a lot of time with his friends over the years of his ministry in Galilee. They didn't get to just see Jesus risen from the dead, but they walked with him and witnessed the day-to-day events that aren't written in our scriptures. Christ called the 12 to himself in an intimate fashion, to live and enter into relationship intimately, closely with himself so that they could perpetuate his presence, his sacrament of love, his gift of healing to the world. The 12 were there as the demoniacs were exercised, as the lame began to walk, the blind to see. They witnessed as the chains of sin and illness which bound so many were broken. They watched as men and women held down by the chains of sin were set free. And they saw this man, their friend Jesus, their rabbi, work wonders. They saw him as he was challenged and persecuted by the crowds, The Pharisees, and they didn't know exactly what to do, but they continued to follow him. They followed him to his last supper, his last meal, his last opportunity to dine with them before he entered willingly into his passion. And there at that last supper, that last meal, taking a piece of bread, the chalice of wine, Peter heard the Christ predict his threefold denial. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Three times Peter did deny the Lord. Three times he said, I do not know the man. Three times he turned away from love, from his friend, from the intimate relationship he had cultivated and grown in over the past three years. So there on the Sea of Tiberias when the night was nearly gone, stuck once more under the weight of denial, the weight of having turned away, of being afraid to go into the depths, Jesus appears to Simon and some of the twelve, and he encourages them to cast their nets into the depths and to bring up a catch that will be overflowing. Upon their catch, Peter recognizes Jesus. He jumps into the sea and swims to shore, to have that infamous breakfast with the Lord. Another meal, another opportunity to experience and encounter the Lord. And what a breakfast that must have been for poor Peter. Peter knew of his denial, he knew the weight of his sin, and still, still Jesus calls him to come and have breakfast. To come and allow the Lord to minister to him in his need to wipe away his threefold denial with his three questions of, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me, Jesus asks Peter. Do you love me, Jesus asked the 12 as he called them forth into service to be his instruments of healing his priests for the world. Do you love me, Jesus asks the woman who gives her life to the Lord in her profession as a nun. Do you love me, Jesus asks the monk as he promises stability and obedience to the monastic way of life. Do you love me, Jesus asks each of us each day, as he invites each of us to come and have breakfast with him. Breakfast wherein the Lord sees and loves us in the midst of our brokenness, the midst of our need for his saving love. Jesus called sinful men to be his first priests, he called broken men to be his first priests. And today in the church, Jesus again calls sinful and broken men to be his priests, to minister at his altar, to be his instruments of healing to a wounded world. The priest is called to conform his life to the gospel, to the Lord Jesus Christ, so that his life reflects the very life of our Lord so that his body reflects the body of the Lord. Christ doesn't want perfect priests, he needs, he wants broken priests. Men who are striving for holiness, but men, because of that, who know the power of God's mercy. He wants the men who have experienced the loss and denial that sin and this life brings, so that they can minister out of their woundedness to others. In the body of the priest should be the marks of the crucified, wounds that show what sin and death can do to the mortal body, but not just that. Because amidst the marks of the crucified, there is the risen Christ. So they should also be filled with the hope, the spirit and love of what God does in the face of such evil. The promise of resurrection, of repentance, reconciliation. Christ takes and calls imperfect, wounded men to be his priests so that he can show the power of what his love can do through them. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Our Lord, through his great love and mercy, desires to remain always close to his people, to remain always close to those who deny him, and to still offer them a way back. So he called his 12, he called his first priests to offer sacrifice, to perpetuate the sacrifice of his death upon the cross in an unbloody manner so that his people might be filled with strength to face the journey ahead. Daily offering bread and wine upon the altar, daily offering themselves upon the altar, daily laying down their lives so that others might live more abundantly in the truth. He called the 12 to heal the sick, to lay hands and reconcile sinners, calling them back, welcoming them home, giving them the promise of forgiveness of eternal life. Christ called the 12 as he calls each of us today to come and have breakfast with him, to come and bear to him our wounds, our failings, our need for his love and mercy. And when we respond to his question, do you love me? He sends each of us out just as he sent the twelve, some as priests, others as consecrated men, women religious, others still as husbands and wives, but all of us, each of us called to build up the kingdom of God here on the earth in our cities, our families, and our homes. Do you love me, Christ asks. Will you follow me, the Lord asks. Will you let me love you in and through your wounds, he asks, will you have the courage to embrace my gift of love, my gift of myself, my invitation to come and have breakfast with me? Having breakfast with the Lord is an opportunity for mercy and reconciliation but it is also an opportunity to receive an apostolic mandate, a command for each of us to cast away our fears and jump into the depths of His divine love, and embrace whatever path He is calling us to as we live out that love. Christ is still calling many young men and women to serve Him in lives of radical surrender, lives of radical love, When he invites us to come and have breakfast with him, how will we respond?